In a world where best laid plans go astray, there are two separate but equally important groups. Those who create history with their stupidity and the shit show podcast that covers them. These are their stories. Hello and welcome to Shit Show. Oh my god, it is very, very <laughs> echoey in here. That's what happens when you remove all the things in the dungeon and uh, it's just the stone cold walls <laughs> surround us. Welcome to Shit Show, your weekly fix of when history's uh, plans of man go really wrong. <laughs> Much like our plan to record in an empty dungeon. <laughs> this is quite bad. Uh, I thought it was bad when it was filled with trash, but it's much worse when it's empty. See, the trash muffled everything else. Yeah. I'm no sound guy. Okay, go on. But I feel like the old discarded beer bottles, the fridge, the 50 packets of Red Rock Deli chips in boxes... It all absorbed the sound waves. That, we call them baffles in the sound industry. Uh, they, no, now you're just having a laugh. No, no, that's a real term. No, it's not. It certainly is. It's uh, the sound term used to describe 50 boxes of chips stacked <laughs> on top of each other. They eat sound. It's baffling. <laughs> it's, <laughs> But that's only in sound, right? It's like if I get up on the phone to Smith's tomorrow and be like, send me two baffles of original <laughs> and one baffle of salt and vinegar. Oh, I should have mentioned Will it. I get anything? <laughs> it's only Red Rock. Oh. They are the only sound-friendly potato chip <laughs> on the market. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you make a very good point. We are surrounded by absolutely nothing apart from our own crushing sense of self, <laughs> which is, it's been a long time to clean out this room. I've got I've to be straight up with you. Yeah, your well, well, your, yeah, your effort to assist uh, last week was partially my fault, partially your fault, but we did bad and I had to do it over about three days by really? myself. It took forever. <laughs> I found <laughs> so many pieces of Rigistan merch that I don't even know where to start. <laughs> well, we've got to start giving that away, surely. They're all addressed to Crystal. Crystal, <laughs> if you listen to this, expect 40 pallets of stickers. <laughs> Thirty baffles of Rigistani shirts, <laughs> a desk of cheese—they're all coming at you. <laughs> anyway, again, this is a shit show. If this is the first time listening, then yes, it is uh, where we investigate man-made man's worst plans. Oh my god! Hold on. <laughs> It's where we look at instances in history where man's best made plans come off the rails with hilarious consequences. Well, we got there in the end. <laughs> it doesn't matter how you as get there. As women like to as, tell me. <laughs> as long as you finish, which they <laughs> never say to you. <laughs> well, they say, no, it's just emphasis on the you. <laughs> well, as long as you finish. <laughs> as they're grabbing, and I'm like, well, what are you trying running. to do? Uh, so you've got the segments this week. I do. Uh, I mean, this is actually our last episode in the dungeon. It is. And it's very it's very echoey, much like a prison cell, so it's probably good that we're leaving. Yeah, no, it is. And then we're going to be going to the quite literal lofty heights of the Sky Parlour. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Started from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> we are now, as of next episode, recording... In my attic, which Crackle is fucking thrilled about, as you can imagine. <laughs> At least downstairs, we were uh, somewhat uh, separated from her and the rest of the house. It's a different room. It's a separate thing. You can't hear it. The attic, uh, there was a butterfly up there, and it sounded like an <laughs> elephant was doing the fucking tango. <laughs> so... 
<laughs> Everything we do up there will be amplified. It'll all be amplified. It goes into a cone, right? It's just it's just like a giant triangle. It looks like an <laughs> orphanage <laughs> in in your diagrams. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> enough of your childhood. <laughs> we said that we'd never bring it up on the cast. <laughs> Hello, Riggs, mum. Uh, anyway, so... <laughs> She's <we> back. <laughs> She's back from the dead. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, we jest. Rig is not an orphan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so... When God help us the day where we're doing this podcast, Shit Show Season 20, when it'll be like... And both my parents are dead. <laughs> so anyway, Riggs' parents were dead. <laughs> so moving, moving right <laughs> along. When we're looking at uh, the various colloquialisms for an attic, and then immediately I stopped going on Urban Dictionary because the first thing that I hit was ghost in the attic, which is a definition for uh, taking a shit in the back section of the toilet. So when you flush, yep. then, uh, then shit comes out. Uh, as uh, what people are expecting clean water. And yep. I'm like, if that's the first hit <laughs> and it's the one that is <laughs> classified on Urban Dictionary as being the most PG, <laughs> I do not want to know what the rest of the attic terms are. You don't want to go down that rabbit hole. No, I certainly don't. But what I do want to do is introduce our first segment, which is Trainwreck Trophy. You have gone into the uh, information superhighway, or onto it rather, and mm. you have browsed all of the comedy nuggets that line that road. And before you bring us all of that info, let's play The Sting. So just so we're all on the same page. I think it was pretty clear. So there's been some sort of tsunami or other sort of flood because the comedy nuggets have left the sea from last week's episode Correct. and found their way to the side of the road. It's commonly referred to as a punami. Don't bring it yep. up again. <laughs> there are nuggets all over the Florida highway and you have stopped to either throw frozen tree biscuits at them or use the warm <laughs> live tree biscuits to eat them up. <laughs> Oh, the Poonami. Who can remember that amazing <laughs> term that was brought up by British SAS paramilitary <laughs> troops? <laughs> All right, so first train wreck, university. We've been there. Sure. You, you got a PhD in valve fingering. I drank. <laughs> we did the same. We, we did the same. On November 22nd, uh, we are, so we're in Canada. In, on November 22nd, a man entered Robart's library on the University of Toronto campus and threw a bucket of liquid on two people, according to the police service there. Pretty weird time, I think, that we're living in. Because, like, there's some really bad stuff out there. Like, if, if any liquid gets thrown on you, you're like, yikes. Especially, like, in places like the UK, you're like, oh, wow. Like, that could be acid. That could be, like, fucking whatever. Sure. It's also just, in general, a pretty weird anything thing to happen in society. Anything out of a bucket someone that lands <laughs> on you, you're like, ah. I'm, I'm in... Any, any I have a very anti-bucket-throwing uh, mentality. <laughs> <laughs> you know that about me. <laughs> If, if I see someone with a bucket yeah. in public, I know that shit is about to go south. Exactly. And it's, yeah, I don't want anything. I have punched out <laughs> so many window washers. <laughs> I don't want anything out of a bucket coming at me from B 
beans to bleach. <laughs> I do not want it. <laughs> so one of the victims said that she thought that the bucket contained coffee at first. All of a sudden, the smell hit. I thought I was going to faint. Me and my friends packed up our stuff and ran out of the room. It was liquefied shit. Oh, no. Yes, poos in no. the news. <laughs> Play the sting. Who can it be now? 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 Ooh, body blow. <laughs> That's a spicy meatball. Oh, 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 God. Yeah, I'm feeling that one right in the abs. Yeah, it's been, it's been a long time between buckets. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you bastard. <laughs> so, so this happens at the University of Toronto campus. Then, two days later, it happened again at Scott Library at York University in the city's north end. So two people, a man and a woman, were hit. Reads like a gangland shooting. Doesn't it? <laughs> this is a fatality. <laughs> the dude's just racking up the numbers. The sh- <laughs> Booby P's wondering what the fuck's <laughs> going on. There's when a- am I going to get off the bench? <laughs> There's a new player in town <laughs> and he's going hard in the paint. <laughs> he is. And then on November 25th, this is now a day later, a woman in the area of College and McCall Streets, uh, also in the U of T area, got the same horrific surprise. Toronto police released security footage of a man in a hat carrying a bucket and arrest was made uh, a day later. So Samuel Opoku, 23, faces five counts of assault with a weapon and five counts of of mischief. How bad was that shit? (laughs) Are we talking worse than emergency plane landing shit? Because for it to be assault with a fucking weapon that is (laughs) hectic. Can you imagine a court... At, like explaining to a jury at what point a shit goes from uh, a, the body expelling waste to a full-blown weapon. Yeah. Like at what point, <laughs> what constitutes weaponry shit? Yeah, exactly right. It's just like we were down a dark alley and all of a sudden he reached into his trench coat and pulled out a bucket. <laughs> it's pulled out a full-blown shit pistol. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been the same since. And now to call on our expert witness... Pete, to talk about <laughs> how shit impacts the environment. <laughs> Go ahead. Anyway. But yeah, it's, it, was, it was pretty bad. But in case you're curious, the origin of the poop remains unclear. I'm not. So it, it, that's fine. You don't need... That's fine. No one, no one is interested. I was. So I'm going to go down that road. Right. This is my segment. <laughs> you fuck. Come with me if you want to die. <laughs> Either this dude is really sick and not getting enough fluids in, like, so this is like homemade stuff, or he is a real chef doing a hell of a reduction on the stovetop. This is the Harry Lehman potion story (laughs) as an adult. He's just up there, Ainsley Harriet on the burners. (laughs) What you want to do. For those of you who wondered what Jamie Oliver had been up to lately... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's, he's releasing his 30-minute cooking with shit. Yeah. 
How's the Maison Plus? Just little bowls of everything. And of course, the pièce de résistance, the shit. Just dumps it into the thing, stirring it around, the camera viewing it from above. It's the gateway crime for guys that end up throwing buckets of shit on people in public has to be just a fascination with the toilet as a, as, as a kid. And it's like it's like the murderers start off with pets. Yeah. It's like, what does the weaponry shit thrower yeah. start off with? Yeah. I, it has to be farts. It has to be it has to be weaponized farts. I, re- I reckon it has a high level of comorbidity with arson. Oh yeah. Like I reckon you if, hang if, if you're, if you're throwing it. if you're throwing buckets of shit on people, you just want to see stuff fucking go up in flames literally <laughs> and figuratively. <laughs> I reckon it, it, that's not such a long boat. No, and also it's not a crime that you could possibly uh, be MIA at. <laughs> like you're holding a bucket filled <laughs> with shit. Yeah, exactly. It's the most open and shut case. <laughs> 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 Mate, you full blown assault. Put your hands out. Like, but, but we know it's you. But imagine him, and he sort of uh, gets up in the morning. And he's like, "Yeah, today's the day." Uh, goes and, <laughs> and, and walking down <laughs> like a businessman yeah, with a with briefcase. A of shit. <laughs> gets on the bus. He's sitting next to someone. He's like, "Oh yeah." Uh, I mean, I've been really excited about today. How's your day going? Yeah, it's uh, not too bad. Is that a bucket of shit? <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, today I'll <laughs> yep. be throwing shit at no. people. Weaponized <laughs> shit. Fully weaponized <laughs> shit. Just looks at the eyes. Is that a bucket of shit? Mondays, right? <laughs> 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 so that's train wreck number one. So train wreck number two. Modern art. I don't know shit about it. I don't know buckets of shit about it. <laughs> no one really does. In fact, the way I view modern art is how I order from a menu at a cafe. If I can make it, I'm not fucking ordering it. Oh, this is where art gets tough. No, it gets so tough. Because Mo- if you show me a fucking blank canvas and you're just like, mm, imagine what it could be. And you're like, fuck you. That is not worth $68,000. I could do that. And the rest, every single time that I look at Blue Poles yeah. by Jackson Pollock, one yeah. of the most famous examples of yeah. abstract paint splattering, and go, <laughs> Which that is, is... Bunnings DIY gone wrong. Is, exactly. That is millions of dollars. It's mental. And, uh, and the concept of how it's done, I understand. Everyone who's listening to this who went to Kofa and did a fine arts degree... Yes, we are talking to you directly. Your <laughs> shit is fucked. <laughs> so when you come at us, come with an explanation as to why this is not something that Rig could do on a canvas. Because it- next season, <laughs> you heard it here first, Rig will be creating <laughs> abstract art. It'll be available on the website <laughs> along with all of that merch that I found. Oh, it sure will. And it's going to be... The easiest thing we have ever done and the lowest cost thing we've ever done. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just saying, like, I'm not ordering fucking avocado toast. That is $2.50 worth of raw materials. I understand the wage part of things, but, like, make me a fucking nourish bowl with poached eggs and lamb shoulder because you know I'm not making that shit at home. Yeah, completely. And on the topic of food, (laughs) when you're talking about things that you could make at home or things that you go, great, I'm in a restaurant... I absolutely am expecting this to be better than I would produce myself at my stovetop. Yeah. I'll take it one step further. Katie was out for dinner with her her grandmother, her Yaya, Yaya. As, as Greek parlance has it. Um, and Yaya ordered a tiramisu. It's a great dessert. 
except when it is deconstructed. Oh, <laughs> when are they going to stop doing that shit? So it rocks up and it is crumbs of wafer, oh. a shot of Tia Maria, some cream, <laughs> smeared, <laughs> smeared on oh the board. Oh my God, they love the they smear. They love the smear. Anyway, and it rocks up and Yaya has gone from one to biblical. <laughs> Immediately <laughs> gets the chef out, wants to talk to him, and and he she's like, "What is this?" And he and he's gone, "Oh, it's a it's a, a tiramisu." And she's like, "This is not a tiramisu." <laughs> and he's gone, "Oh, it's deconstructed." And she just looks him in the eye and goes, "You better construct it then." <laughs> <laughs> this guy just feels <laughs> the white hot heat coming off this elderly lady. <laughs> And goes, sure. <laughs> Removes oh the dessert. Goes in the kitchen. I don't know what they did, but they came back out with a tiramisu. So <laughs> either that came out of a packet. <laughs> you just see through the window this waiter hot-footing it <laughs> over to 7-Eleven. <laughs> comes back. Uh, I think what she actually got was a magnum. <laughs> <laughs> a magnum with a shot of Tia Maria oh poured over it. God, Ugh. yeah, yeah, bringing it. Yeah, oh, completely. That's uh, so old, good. Old people give zero fucks. So, in the same way that I wouldn't order avocado toast, in that metaphor before, I also wouldn't order this art piece, which was recently put on display at a gallery. A banana duct taped to a wall. Yeah, no, nope, no. Yep. No, <laughs> that's, that is art. That's that even, is art. I don't know why you look so angry at me. That is art. Yeah, but it's an even. It's a longer bow. Like at least with the paint, you're going. Someone has gone to the effort of deciding where that they're going to peg <laughs> peg the paintbrush <laughs> at. Gaffing a banana to a wall is the biggest middle <laughs> finger of bullshit. Not only could I do. Not only could I could I could do that. A child or small primate could also do that. They do. I mean, they'd be tempted by the banana, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Is the only you art here You don't just put not your favourite food to the wall. I'm not going into a gallery and tacking dumplings <laughs> to the drywall. <laughs> See, that's art. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, you are correct. The only art that has been administered here is that the banana is intact. Yeah. So, it gets better. So, that, that, is, uh, that goes up on the wall. It's in, on display in the gallery. Then New York-based artist David Detuna, 45, tears the duct tape off the wall and eats the banana. Oh, fuck. And he just couldn't it, take it. Yeah. He'd been staring at that damn sexy banana for a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> he just peels off the skin, devours it in front of everyone. People are, like, gasping and stuff. They're like, oh, fuck, not the art. Like he has just, like, poked eyes with a pencil into the Mona, Mona Lisa. Lisa. <laughs> Which would be great. Hey, that guys, look, and he, like, gets behind it. <laughs> He starts moving his eyeballs like a crazy He's person. holding it up, going through the room. You wait, can wait. see his pupils sticking through. Wait, wait, wait. Stabs a hole in the mouth, sticks his tongue through. <laughs> How's this? This is what he says to CBS News after he does it. Whether affixed to the wall of an art fair booth or displayed on the cover of the New York Post, his work forces us to question how value is placed on material goods. The spectacle is as much as a part of the work as the banana. Okay, that's mm. like that's like saying what I did yesterday was holding up a mirror to the grotesqueries we walk past in everyday society when the police report clearly states I was jacking off on the bus. <laughs> Man, 31, wanking with a bucket of shit on public transport. Tuesdays, right? 
<laughs> so he added that a borrowed replacement banana was reattached to the wall. So at first I'm reading this and I'm like, yeah, suck it, you weird banana freak, regarding the original artist. But the guy didn't care. He actually goes, oh, I've been working on the idea for about a year. And, and, uh, and he goes... In the end, he goes, I didn't know whether to do it bronze or resin, which I would have genuinely been... Because I can't make shit out of bronze and resin. You can't make <laughs> shit out of bronze and resin. <laughs> he wakes up and how's this for art? In the end, one day I woke up and said, the banana is supposed to be a banana. <laughs> yeah, my jacking off was meant to be jacking off. <laughs> Literally put anything else in that sentence and it shows you how fucking stupid modern art is. <laughs> that banana, by the way, sold for 120 grand. Oh, what? Yep. Literally, avocado on toast would have been more impressive. <laughs> I cannot wait for your art exhibition. Can If you're interested in this, then please get in contact with us. We'll do proper contact details later, but yep. people can get in contact with us on via email at what? Shitshow.au at gmail.com. Fantastic. Just ha- hammer out a couple of emails because I want to know what the interest would be for us to hire out a gallery and for Rig to present his modern art. <laughs> we would be doing this in about February, <laughs> March of 2020 and it would involve a series of Rig's takes on the complexities of modern society yep. featuring things taped or stuck to other things. <laughs> <laughs> I will write the accompanying descriptions of oh, what yes. the art means. <laughs> But neither of us will be able to talk to each other about what that is. Amazing. <laughs> Cannot wait. Please, people in the art community, actually, you're too angry with us right no, now. No, if you're anyone is. outside of that community who has access to a space, let us know. I reckon we should we should do a live show from a gallery <laughs> during, <laughs> during the, the emergence, your debut... Oh. <laughs> to the modern art world. Oh, mate, that would be so good. Fuck, Please, good. we are calling on the people to help us out. <laughs> so that is train wreck number two. Train wreck number three. Gus, it's a bit of a serious question now. Go on. You ever get so much duck pussy that you had to get <laughs> your dick chopped off? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I told you never to bring that on the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> obviously... <laughs> I'm a man. (laughs) (laughs) So, a male duck, a drake. Yeah. uh, Don't they have corkscrew vaginas? No, they've got corkscrew dicks. Well, uh, fuck, forgive me. I assumed that a corkscrew cock would only fit with a corkscrew vagina. (laughs) It's like a key and lock. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, well, if it was a key and lock, wouldn't it be anything else? Like, would a corkscrew go into a corkscrew shaped thing if it's literally like a corkscrew. Yeah, I guess it would involve the duck doing 360s yeah. on the way. <laughs> no, we call that move the carousel. The ghost in the attic. <laughs> ducks <laughs> hate ghost in the attic. It takes so long. So this male duck over in the UK, he's been traumatised uh, and his penis has been surgically removed after it became infected due to his insatiable sex drive. Oh. Just Drake. like that Chinese cat, <laughs> this bloke is going off. <laughs> so <laughs> Dave's owner, Dave's the name of the duck, uh, Josh Watson of, it's of a, Torquay. It's, it's a drake. It's a male duck. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's a male duck. It's a drake. Uh, anyway, he said his nymphomaniac pet would mate with his female companions, Dora, Edith and Frida, between five and ten times a day, oh. even when it wasn't mating season. 
That, Chinese, that Chinese cat is throwing up amateur hour numbers. <laughs> <laughs> this dude is going five to ten times a day. Oh, I think with each of them. <laughs> Dora, Edith and who? Frida. <laughs> wow. Yeah, th- it's definitely that an old white man <laughs> who owns these ducks. <laughs> old school naming. <laughs> uh, Ethel, Hazel, <laughs> Rosemary, <laughs> Thyme, all the other herbs. So <laughs> it got to the point where his threesome partners, the female ducks, would wander off during sex and even peck at his dick to <laughs> so he would get away. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just duck oral. Yep. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> They're bad at it. How hard would that be? Super hard duck bill <laughs> meets corkscrew <laughs> dick. Oh, my God. That's horrible. Uh, <laughs> not. I would love to see the image of this Drake's face <laughs> after he's gone 30 times. <laughs> so Just bad. eyes rolled back in the head. <laughs> sweating yeah, bullets. Yeah, sweating bullets. They'd be like, got to get some sleep and I've got to do it all again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Rinse and repeat. So the the <laughs> basically he he has to go to the vet and and get his dick chopped off. Oh. Quote: The end of his penis had basically died. It had become gangrenous and it was pretty horrific. It started not going in, and we'd have to give him a bath to keep it clean. I assume they made oh. it hadn't it couldn't like go in like it couldn't retract. Yeah. not like it couldn't go into the female ducks. Oh, I was about to say because e- he either. had that base covered. <laughs> either way, <laughs> antibiotic uh, biotics didn't uh, work at all. And uh, and so it, the dick, the dick, prolapsed and oh, became no, no. septic. Oh God! Look, why any ducks? Why do you bring <laughs> this horrible <laughs> medical shit about dicks? On even the show? Is even even duck dicks are too much for you, are they? Uh, I think the fact that you just used the phrase. Septic and gangrenous <laughs> with and relationships to the end of penis, <laughs> then said prolapsed, is a horror combination oh, of words. So hectic. Anyway, uh, any th- look, any ducks listening, you got to use those condoms. I'm not fucking kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that weird corkscrew dick of yours alive. This goes for you as well, artist named Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap that shit. <laughs> Uh, so it goes down to a, a one centimetre stub, which allows him to urinate, but he can't fornicate anymore. Uh, and I love how his owner goes, yeah, he's pretty fine because he's quite resilient for a duck. How the fuck would Hold you know? On. He's definitely not fine. Imagine waking up sand sausage and being like, my stump! <laughs> no! But all, hold, no! Hold on. But if you, if you woke up to no dick... After fucking 30 times a day from the time you were born, <laughs> I think you would know it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> no, how could this? Uh, okay, actually, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, well, that, that makes sense. But, yep, I've looked at the numbers and crunched the data. The lab says this is just. <laughs> How's the, the last quiver of the quill here? Dave's lack of a penis apparently won't stop him from attempting to mate, according to the vet. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag mind how, over matter. How, Horny do you need to be? <laughs> Sans dick. <laughs> to go barking up three different ducks trees. Fuck me dead. Hashtag white ducks can stump. <laughs> <laughs> so, recap for you. So, we have the bucket of shit case oh. of the Mondays with train wreck number one. We've got 
modern art and the intricacies therein, aka the banana fiasco. And we've got train wreck number three. Too much duck pussy. <laughs> Gee, they're all very strong. <laughs> it is just just a really, really front foot showing from you. Um you know that I am a huge, huge opponent of Poos in the News. <laughs> However, <laughs> bucket of shit. News to me. He's <laughs> very, very good. As is the stump dicked Drake, <laughs> which is going to be the newest fairy tale <laughs> hitting your kids' ears. Written by me, the stump dicked Drake. <laughs> coming, to, coming to you in 2020. Hans Goose. <laughs> Anderson. <laughs> However, the winner has to be the modern artist <laughs> that yeah. has decided to tape a banana because it has brought to our attention the fact that the world's newest art sensation, Marigliani, is coming to you in 2020. <laughs> Play the sting. You suck. You suck. <laughs> Marigliani, an introspective. <laughs> I am going to dress like Neo from The Matrix. (laughs) A man and his gaff. (laughs) This could not be better. (laughs) Also, we're absolutely billing it up as legit. Oh, yeah. 100%. Reaching out to Concrete Playground. (laughs) Watch how serious this gets once we secure the National Gallery of Australia. (laughs) Because as we've learned in the arts community, everybody has their price. I, <laughs> we have been talking for a long time about how to actually get this podcast making money. This. this when I sell <laughs> my dumplings tack to the wall <laughs> for 12 mil, we are going to be laughing. <laughs> Fuck. All right. There we are, which means that we move on to One Star Reservoir, the segment that you guys love and we find very, very difficult because the internet is barren. <laughs> Play the sting. You! I want to take you to a one star. I want to take you to a one star. I want to take you to a one star, one star reservoir. What? Yes, there it is. And One Star Reservoir is the segment where Rig has gone and checked out all of the one-star reviews on the internet, removed all of the ones we've already done, and then not really waited, more like looked at the three remaining (laughs) and said, fine, you fuckers will do. Here they are. (laughs) I've gotten to the end of the gold rush. I've come in too late, got my gold pan in a creek, and all I've found are rocks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Nothing is gleaming anymore. <laughs> this is one star reservoir. But in proper prepare for some rocks. <laughs> you came for the gold, you stayed for the rocks. <laughs> All right, here we go. It's it's a real pick and mix tonight. Because <laughs> as as we've alluded to, we will need to seriously rethink this. What do you mean, rethink? It's definitely not coming back. Okay, it's definitely not coming back. <laughs> Guys, if you love One Star Reservoir, then enjoy the last two installments of it. Yeah, because I'm throwing everything that I have left in the bank. <laughs> Here we go. The first two are about dates. The worst dates. Good. I needed a date to pass over dinner with my friends. He wore a vest and a newsboy hat, then introduced himself with a bow and a hat flourish. <laughs> 
this guy is absolutely a neckbeard. <laughs> Where's the katana? <laughs> Introduced himself with a bow. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> It's my a, a bow. <laughs> oh, I didn't realise it was a formal occasion. <laughs> Pulls out a bow tie. <laughs> that serial killer. Oh, oh my you God. don't come back <laughs> from the bow tie. Tuesdays, right. So <laughs> the, oh. the night only got worse from there. He refused to eat any of the food because things on the plate were touching. It was fucking oh. soup. <laughs> And he wouldn't shut his mouth during the 12 minutes of cedar. I assume that is a Jewish ritual. Sure. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. When it came time for his train home, he purposefully missed it so he could stay the night. Ha ha. Nope. <laughs> After a movie with uncomfortable levels of hover boob, I convinced my friend to come with me to drive him to the nearest train station. During the ride, he thought it was the best time to tell me he was schizophrenic but didn't take medicine because it was the devil. Oh, he, yes, mate. He tried. Play all the cards at once. <laughs> he tried. And <laughs> here's the Hail Mary. He tried to hold my hand, saying that they were small and made him feel like a pedophile. Oh! The night ended with him telling... <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> when has that ever worked? And... <laughs> what? And here's the dunk. <laughs> the night ended with him telling me he was going to shit on the subway and write my name in it. <laughs> there was no second date. <laughs> And wow. if you look at the photos from that evening, you can just see slightly concealed behind his back is a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the gateway crime. All right, here we go. A couple of years ago, I dabbled a bit with Tinder. Met one guy who was super cute, travelled a lot and seemed interesting. I suppose interesting was one word I could use to describe him. We start the date by getting lunch and a few beers at my favourite spot in town. We were chatting away and the topic of daydreaming came up. I asked him what he daydreamed about. His eyes then get, got a bit dark and his voice gets low as he says, when I daydream, I imagine the light leaving my enemy's eyes. Oh. <laughs> By this point, I was a few beers in and didn't know what to say. <laughs> I respond with, oh, so uh, how do you do it? He looks away, ponders for a second and then says... Pulls out a katana. <laughs> Harpoon. Oh, What? <laughs> The rest of the date was spent with him talking to me about his extensive anger issues and how he still lives with and bangs his ex. Hell, he had just banged her before he came to meet up with me. This is when I decided to stop using Tinder. <laughs> my, my critique of that is that not nearly enough harpoon follow-up. I, I got about 10% of the required harpoon follow-up that I was after. <laughs> And then I've got, uh, because we're just doing an absolute bottom-of-the-barrel type thing, <laughs> here's a couple of sm small ones from concerts. Go. The Wiggles' last show in Brisbane, the original lineup. my three-and-a-half-year-old was crazy for them. She shat herself in the first minute of the song, <laughs> and then after I got her changed, she decided the Wiggles were the most terrifying thing she has ever seen. <laughs> Didn't even last the first half. What a waste of $80 plus $12 for parking. Didn't even get to hear Hot Potato. <laughs> <laughs> it's a kid shitting themselves is <laughs> simultaneously... Uh, them being terrified and also them being so excited. Like, <laughs> it means both. So so that would have been a tough one to decipher for a mum. And I saw Puddle of Mud a few years ago. Oh, why? The <laughs> 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 big question. Would, would be my, my response. Absolutely. 
They came on stage an hour late and Wes Scantlin was clearly fucked up on something. He yelled at the audience to quote, suck a bag of Diax. (laughs) (laughs) Spelt like that too. (laughs) D-I-I-I-A-A-C-K-S. That'll get him on our side. (laughs) (laughs) Sang half the lyrics of two songs and stumble off stage. The whole thing lasted maybe 10 minutes at most. (laughs) Go fuck yourself, Seattle. (laughs) Which means we head on over to the plat du jour, the main dish, which is, of course, shit show story time. Play the sting, is what I would say if we had a sting. (laughs) (laughs) You look like you were about to murder me. (laughs) You were going to throw a bucket of shit right in my face. Very quickly looking for a sting. Uh, if we play DuckTales one more time, the people will leave in droves. Gee, they were not <laughs> happy last time. <laughs> Rabid. <laughs> so, Gus, you've gone through the internet. Uh, you've searched far and wide for a historical moment in which things completely and utterly fell apart. What have you got for us this week, bud? Alrighty, mate. Well, I am taking you to the year 1953. Beauty. A young man, James Galante, as babies are obviously born as young, and he was that. What? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, as babies were known to be called, all the babies were James Galante. Yeah, they were all called James Galante. Was crazy. (laughs) Post-war, everybody was like, you know what a great name is? James Galante. It means gallant in Italian. (laughs) So he's born and uh, he grows up to start and own a large uh, waste disposal company. Okay. Moves to the city of Danbury, Connecticut. Okay. So, Jimmy Galanti in 1970 starts it. I love how just from a change from James to Jimmy, he now sounds like a mob boss. (laughs) So, in the mid to late 1970s, uh, the... The company Automated Waste Disposal was started by Jimmy Galanti. And by 2004, he'd built it into a trash empire worth $100 million. Wow. Which is ludicrous. It is amazing the money can be made out of trash. Yeah, I really miss the trash we had in this dungeon. We could have been millionaires, baby. (laughs) We were rich. Now we're poor. (laughs) So... Uh, he lived with his wife and two children, so his family all alive. <laughs> um, and <laughs> I can hear the uh, waves of disappointment flowing no. <laughs> back through the airwaves. <laughs> I'm just like I'm. I am so skeptical about where this is going. <laughs> I just feel like you go into Google every time you do this, and you go, "Famous fuck ups, family dead." <laughs> search. <laughs> so. You, you look at that and say $100 million is a shitload of money for any company. It's the, uh, it's the actual measurement. Let alone wi- waste haulage in a small county uh, of America. So, so it's a trash empire. Oh, yeah. But unlike empires, it stayed in one place. It, it, stayed, it stayed in the New York, New York State. Oh, right. Um, okay. And surrounding. And Connecticut. And and it, but it was based out of Danbury. Right. right. Um, However, as with anything that looks super dodgy on paper, it was fucking dodgy. And yep. <laughs> he'd been to prison for tax evasion in the past. 
But that was not the uh, even the tip of the iceberg because there's an account of him early on in business, 1992. Uh, him and a few of his mates had bound a the driver of a competitor's um, garbage business, yeah. had taken the driver out of one of the trucks, bound him at gunpoint, then set the truck on fire. Holy to send shit. a message to his competitors. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> to stay the hell out of Connecticut. <laughs> that is the, the most waste. Yeah, yeah. The waste mecca <laughs> that was Connecticut. Hey, Ugh. you stay out of Trash Town. You hear me? <laughs> so uh, yeah, he oh, he got fuck. got done a bit on that, and then in two thousand and six. Uh, no, 2003, sorry, he slashed the tyres of a competitor's truck after that guy refused to back down on a $50 a month account. Uh, he was he was just <laughs> 50 bucks a month. He slashed tyres oh, wow. and then the, the guy went to the cops. But uh, he did get done for tax evasion. Um, and the, so he was already on the radar yep. of, uh, of the cops. But he, they never really got him properly. Um, he did have a weakness, though. He was a very uh, showy guy, so he yeah. loved he loved to do the big gesture, like he loved yeah. to do the uh, the philanthropic donation with the novelty sized check to the hospital, right, right, right. or uh, or do the uh, as long as something was named after him, yeah. etc. So uh, he was a sycophant, um, yeah. and uh, or a narcissist rather, and as a result of that, he was constantly doing things that would get him. Uh, status in the in society, or create a situation where things were better for his kids, or where there was a right. leg up somewhere. So, his son AJ is seventeen in two thousand and four. He's the captain of his school's his high school's hockey team, ice hockey, uh, which played at the Danbury Ice Arena, and Jimmy. Loved his son, loved hockey. Went loved there, ice. Loved <laughs> ice. And if you think that they were actually skating in the ice arena, you are dead wrong. <laughs> this was trash town. <laughs> Everyone in there, it's just crystal methany everywhere. <laughs> so Jimmy's there one night. Uh, his son AJ's a defenseman and he hits a kid. Like people get checked in ice hockey all the time. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't do that. He clocked a kid and knocked him out. Holy shit. The rest of that that kid's team comes for AJ and they blow his knee out and his ACL gets severed. Oh, fuck. <laughs> In a high school match. Oh, my God. So Trash Town goes hard. Big time. Big time. <laughs> so, yeah, oh they God. hacked his knee out with hockey sticks. So... Yeah, you hear that, Camden Football Club? <laughs> you don't <laughs> scare me with your fists. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jimmy goes, oh, I wanted to do something for my son. And they're sitting around at the dinner table. AJ's uh, hockey career is over. Um, <laughs> and as AJ explains it, it happened at dinner. My father said out of nowhere, if I ever buy a hockey team, you're going to run it. I was like, yeah, sure. Two days later, Jimmy Galante <laughs> bought a hockey team. He made his son the team's general manager. His son is 17 and in high school. What? So, when I say he bought a hockey team, yeah, like, I mean he bought the equivalent of uh, a team just below the NHL. Oh, wow. He bought a professional 
hockey team. He bought a first grade team. Correct. Holy shit. Now, uh, obviously, when you give a kid a hockey team and just say, here are the keys, son. Don't don't drive it too fast, but have a great time. (laughs) He didn't even do that. He went, here's the team. I'm going out to Mallorca. See you in 10 years. So AJ basically... Not actually, but that's the <laughs> the level of apathy. <laughs> so AJ uh, has been given free reign to build this team. He has no idea what the actual fuck to do. So they bring in <laughs> a uh, friend of the family. You can start oh. to see where all of this is going. A friend of the family <laughs> named who's old Johnny Tightlips. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking no, his name was Lil Tony. <laughs> Piss off. Legit. Piss off. And he off. was stacked. No fucking way. Was it Lil Tony? Are was, you kidding? No, dead said it was <laughs> Lil Tony. <laughs> so, Lil Tony, man. Was it like a, a thing where, was he giant? Yeah, he was huge. He was absolutely <laughs> stacked. So he was the uh, uh, the property manager for the New York Rangers. And they they said to him, great, you know hockey you work as a shirt steward for a professional hockey team. What? You come over and help my son build this site. So AJ and this clearly mafia hitman <laughs> sit down for what would have been one of the greatest dinners of all time. <laughs> they went to Macca's. <laughs> AJ got a happy meal. So Jimmy Galante's paid $500,000 uh, for a franchise. Um he decides that it will be named the Danbury Trashers. No way. Yes. No way. <laughs> Trash town. <laughs> Love this. But it then becomes this thing where he's like, that's my only input. Go for it, AJ. <laughs> and AJ's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so he then has the following things to sort out. He has to cr- compile a roster. There's a salary cap. And AJ has to figure out all of the intricacies of the business. He's the president and the general manager of the Danbury Trashers, and he's <laughs> 17. So he does what no one in history has ever done and goes, you know what, I'm just going to compile a bunch of guys that I think fight great. Holy <laughs> shit. Goes on to this hockey site. which <laughs> Let's go to <laughs> UFC tryouts and create a fucking hockey team. 100%. So he goes onto this this site where it's just uh, psychos. <laughs> it's just hockey fights and people voting for what they love, <laughs> and gets <laughs> the best guys going <laughs> on on this site. These guys and these <laughs> these are their names: Garrett Fists Burnett. <laughs> Rumen. Wow, I feel bad for Burnett. <laughs> Ruman <laughs> Ramadan Nadar. <laughs> and Brad Blood Wingfield. Oh my God. <laughs> so these guys were. So you've got blood, fists, and Ramadan. <laughs> it sounds like. It sounds like the First Crusade. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, this is medieval bloodshed. <laughs> Then he gets one of his uh, one of his mates to create uh, the mascot, which, <laughs> as a seventeen year old with a very basic understanding of Photoshop, <laughs> has ended up being a trash can with eyes. <laughs> I was about to say called Scrappy. 
<laughs> I thought it was going to be like an, a knockoff Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> no, it's literally like there's two sunken eyes inside this trash can. <laughs> the lids raised just With enough eyes. to reveal the almond-shaped eyes peering in from the darkness. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so AJ spends the summer <laughs> assembling a roster and he gets, uh, <laughs> he gets all of these tough guys and then goes, shit, better get some people who can skate. All right. Who am I going to get? I know. Brent Gretzky, brother of oh. Wayne. <laughs> Purely for the family name. He was 32 at this point. Oh my God. Uh, and he was towards the twilight of his career. Towards the twilight or is the sun already set? Yeah, sun's going down. <laughs> it may have already set. Uh, so then all of a sudden, incredibly fortuitously the NHL call off their season because of the strikes, oh, overpay, lockout, 2004-05, yeah. and there is talent everywhere oh, looking wow. for gigs. <laughs> so Jimmy is writing checks left, right, and centre because AJ goes, I want all of these blokes. Uh, what about this guy? What about this guy who played for Washington Capitals? What about this New York Rangers guy? Uh, but they've already given away pretty much their whole salary cap. Wayne, uh, Brett Gretzky was getting $100,000 a season <laughs> in what was basic, in what was a $275,000 salary cap. Oh, my God. Uh, so it became a little bit iffy. So how do you get around the salary cap? Tax evasion. No show jobs. So everybody who skated for the Danbury Trashers, their wives worked for the trash hauling business in no-show jobs that they just got paid for and never had to go to. Right. So they got their money that way and they have, they just frauded the entire uh, salary cap. Right. But basically it rolls into the, the first team of the... Uh, the first game of the season, 2004-05. And here's the exact scene. What was a 300-seat arena had to been turned into a 3,000-seat arena... The, <laughs> because there was a lockout in the NHL, normal hockey fans were super thirsty for blood and <laughs> hockey. So there were people... And ice. And ice. <laughs> where Danbury had all of those things. <laughs> and trash. Exactly. So the team comes out to Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. Holy fuck. And AJ announces to the fans at the start of game one... <laughs> That Welcome <laughs> to Hello. Every Trashers first game. We've got a real show for you. <laughs> he, he, tells, he tells the fans that he's giving them an ironclad guarantee that there will be no less than three fights per game. What? <laughs> the crowd go nuts. <laughs> this is the greatest thing that's ever been said on what? ice. Oh. And they have heard a lot of shit on ice. <laughs> So they uh, they start very very poorly because it's just a team of thugs. Don't manage to win a win many games at the very start at all. However, then they go on an absolute tear, and all of a sudden they're in first place in the UHL. They're just <laughs> they were leading the league in both game points. And also penalty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they were bench clearing fights. 
They were celebrating. They were just literally taking people. They were taking the piss and they were taking wins like they were candy. Jesus. Um, Half of the the reason for this was because Jimmy Galante was turning it on for the players. So he had asked... The, the bloke who used to uh, be the property steward for the Rangers. Lil Tony. Lil Tony. He said, <laughs> what a giant bastard. What does a normal hockey team have in the NHL in their dressing rooms, etc.? Jacuzzi's full of champagne. Big time. A wardroom. Uh, everybody has has clean shirts uh, coming out every couple of minutes. There's a beer fridge. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> What the fuck does that mean? Dead set. Clean shirts. Like, I hate this shirt. <laughs> Three minutes later, I got you. Oh, I love one. it. Um, so, And by clean, I mean that this insane property steward from the New York Rangers, who it turns out was not a property steward for the New York Rangers. Nope. Surprise, surprise. He was so pumped to make sure that his boys had an advantage in fights that he was dousing all of their jerseys <laughs> in oil. What? Before they went out there in cooking oil. So when guys <laughs> <laughs> when guys <laughs> went to grab them, they would they slip, slip off. <laughs> so but what it meant is that when new players, all of these ex NHL players came to the trashes after being involved in multi billion dollar sporting franchises, they rolled in and they were given an olive oil laden jersey. <laughs> By little Tony, who was smoking a cigar and said, Yeah, here you go. <laughs> also, Jimmy Galante was burning money on all of these things like... You a, don't say. A team, a team bus that wa- that had a poker table, a jacuzzi and a stripper pole in it. What? <laughs> I don't know how there was any room for people. I love how he says all that, but he's just like, Hey, I draw the line. Stripper's not included. <laughs> <laughs> but then they've got these blokes who used to be in the NHL who were like, yeah, it was a real weird time. But if you look at the bus, it was pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have the, uh, the point at which they go, all right. They've been playing for sort of 10, 15 games. The crowds have started, started to build and they start to get a loyal following. So they create a thing called Section 102 which is not that catchy, needs to be fixed in marketing. (laughs) But it was directly behind the visitor's bench and it's the equivalent of why there is barbed wire at soccer matches in South America. (laughs) They would put the worst people that they knew in that section purely because it was directly behind the visitor's bench and tell them to fuck with the opposing team. (laughs) They plied them with free beer... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they said that they could not be kicked out. Security no were told way. if you sat in in section 102, you could not be evicted. That's so fucked. Full-blown license to go nuts. Here's an example. When there was a fight and one of the opposition players got knocked out, then section 102 would bring out a body bag. <laughs> And peg it onto the ice where the Danbury Trashers players would try and pull the unconscious opposition player into the body bag on the ice while everybody cheered. That's insane. So this is the the level of of insanity 
that's that's happening. And mid-season is where they really started to get press. It's all over the blogs, hockey fight sites, which is where all, most of these guys got their names and starts, yeah. are going ham yeah. over these blokes. I've watched some of these videos and holy shit... It is just there's a pan that starts at the left hand side of the ice and goes across, and it's just helmets and guys fighting. <laughs> the goalies are fighting. Do you know how <laughs> fucked it is when the goalies are fighting? Yeah, like that kit would take fifteen hours to take off and oh, put I, back on. I know, you what know, it, you I know what it. it's like. Anyway, so then it, they're starting starting to build this uh this sort of sort of press through it, and. Then all of a sudden they developed this rivalry with a local team with one of the funnier names I've ever heard. Were they called the Hartford Skipbins? <laughs> no, they were the Kalamazoo Wings. <laughs> the the beauty of this is because they uh, they developed a bit of a rivalry and they were already up the top of the league. Kalamazoo decided that it was time to take Danbury down a notch and Wingfield, a.k.a. Brad Blood Wingfield, (laughs) tried to instigate a fight. The uh, Kalamazoo player said no and as Wingfield skated away, the guy grabbed Wingfield's jersey and pulled him back over an outstretched leg like an old school prank. (laughs) (laughs) However... (laughs) The only thing that was missing was his friend on all fours behind him. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But... Blood skate caught on the ice and he snaps his ankle. All hell breaks loose. These guys were already maniacs. But when an actually bad thing happens, they went nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Ramadan grabbed grabbed two players, punched them both out, then started kicking the shit out of a linesman. (laughs) It was just just watching as as an official... Uh, he charged the wings bench before a bunch of officials were able to subdue him. So he got a 20-game suspension <laughs> for this. <laughs> However, James Galanti comes out of his owner's skybox, which was like a... Sky parlor. Sky parlor. <laughs> <laughs> he, he comes down to ice level to voice his disdain over what's happening and ends up in the penalty box beating the shit out of the referee. <laughs> drags him in there and goes ham on his face. Oh, my God. (laughs) So you'd think that after that, that uh, Galanti, in any other sport, in any part of the world, he's banned for life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just (laughs) literally curb-stomped a referee (laughs) in the middle of a match. Uh, No. The linesman was suspended for five games. What? Yes. Galanti, no fines. Oh, he's paid someone <laughs> off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, big time. They're like, oh, no, we don't want Jimmy Galanti slashing our tyres. <laughs> Zero <laughs> games. I love my truck. I don't yeah. want to see that fucker on fire. So after the brawl, they go on an 8-2 run in their next 10 games. And then a second brawl occurs months later in a, in a game versus the Adirondack Frostbite. Adirondack. Adirondack Frostbite. <laughs> <laughs> I said it right the first time. You did not. <laughs> Shut up, Bo. <laughs> so, yeah, end, end of this one. Uh, one of the guys is removed from the ice by the linesman and then he attacks the opposition bench and grabs their head coach in a headlock, drags him onto the ice and then beats the crap out of him in front of the fans while they chant his name. <laughs> 
The officials are powerless to stop oh this full-blown assault. Imagine copying that refereeing assignment. Oh, please. <laughs> it's like, please not Danbury, please not Danbury, please not Danbury. You Danbury! got Danbury this week. Oh, come no. on. So uh, now this bloke is banned for life, mostly because he's on camera in the middle of the ice beating the shit out of a guy on the ice. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so anyway... Uh, they end up making the playoffs and uh, Danbury, by this point, as a town, are uh, all about the trashes. <laughs> but success has gone to everybody's head to the point where AJ has decided not to go to college and has a significant drug problem. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Gallant... I told you, no one gets away <laughs> from ice. <laughs> it is all-encompassing. Jimmy Galanti is spending so much time in the skybox entertaining that his marriage is on the rocks... And you have an entire team who are so used to the good life that they've be- basically stopped playing hockey and just decided that they're going to kill guys once they get out there. <laughs> so finally, they run into a team that actually play hockey who douse them right. in, the, in the playoffs. So they get done. But that's season one. You're always going to have <laughs> oh some teething God. problems. That's season one? That is their first, th- their first season. So they go, all right. What, what are we going to do? Season two needs to up the stakes. So they change head coaches and bring in a bloke that has seriously fuck all experience, <laughs> but I assume fights like an absolute boss. <laughs> <laughs> they bring in a new goaltender uh, who also is an absolute powder keg when, <laughs> when it comes to uh, locker room energy and used to come into the dressing room. <laughs> on a Harley and <laughs> ride it in there. Then when in pe- there. Like into the dre- into what the change the rooms. And then when everyone's like, hey man, you know, leave that bike there, he'd be like, the fuck you gonna do about it? Oh my every God. game. Imagine that bloke every single game. Holy and he's shit. the goalie, so you're like, great. No worries. Sick. <laughs> Glad he's on my team. They'd reached an agreement to have all of their games broadcast on ESPN who wow. obviously by this point are like, the people want this. Yeah. The people really, really want this. Their games are sold out months in advance. Wow. They're getting so much traction that uh, in order to get a ticket, it's starting to get to scalping stakes where it's uh, it's thousands of dollars to actually come and attend. Galanti is printing cash. Yeah. And the cherry on top was that they decided that the mascot would skate around the ice uh, before each match um, and before each game. And, and it beat the fucking referee up. No, he would skull a fucking <laughs> huge beer <laughs> before every game. And then every time the trashers scored, he would skull another beer. <laughs> There is footage of this trash can on skates. Absolutely paralytic. Just skating around, hanging on to the boards. There's a great one where the trashers put a world of hurt on some team and they're up 11-1. The trash can is basically in hospital. He's skating around. He's (laughs) he's like two seconds away from the pump. (laughs) He's he's sculling gallon beers. (laughs) 
deserve <laughs> insanity. Anyway, <gasps> so imagine uh, like fuck. You want to talk about like you know there are memes all over the internet about like realizing you're a trash person <laughs> like when you've had too much to drink. <laughs> Holy fuck! Imagine actually dressed like trash <laughs> <laughs> and being a fucking train wreck on ice. <laughs> Holy fuck. Anyway. So I have to see this footage. It's amazing. Anyway, and so (laughs) it's pretty much that uh, while this trash can is skating around pissed, (laughs) an opposition player comes and floors him. Holy fuck. Comes out. Comes out blindsides him. Blindsides him after the match. And then everybody loses their shit. Section 102 are pegging chairs onto the ice. <laughs> They're ripping up bits of stadium and just throwing it onto the ice. AJ is uh, furiously trying to figure out how he can murder this guy in the swiftest <laughs> way possible. <laughs> and the trash can just wants to go home. <laughs> <laughs> gets needs to be put on a fucking drip. <laughs> Holy shit. He was already feeling not so good. <laughs> I'm just getting <laughs> fucking best image of this fucking trash can. <laughs> Giant fuck what big grey looking. It's a big grey <laughs> with and the, the fucking googly eyes. I'm a- just like <laughs> 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 like he's skating in that pattern that you see when people like skid on roads. There's <laughs> like wiggly lines everywhere. <laughs> oh my god! So I love this story so much. Oh, it's amazing. So basically, the other thing is that for 2005 six, uh, you remember how AJ came out and was like, "I guarantee no less than three fights." Yeah. AJ came out and he was like. You're getting seven fights. No way. <laughs> not that many people on a hockey team. <laughs> so it's only three periods. So you know when you've got the, the whiteboard, it's got all the stats on it. Yeah. Nah, they just had a slash and a seven underneath it. Oh and my then God. above that, how many fights were left. Oh, fucking hell. Guys were going absolutely nuts. But the crowds, Rig, oh. the crowds were going way, way crazier because this is the best thing that had ever happened in Connecticut by a long way. (laughs) But it was also... Since Wicker Furniture. (laughs) It's also the best thing that had happened in hockey. Yeah. People were losing it. So they go through the uh, the 2005-06 series and they make the playoffs again. They're pretty confident. They think that they're going to be able to get this done and all of a sudden, same things happen again. A team comes out, they try and fight them, the team skates around them, scores a, a shitload of goals, they make it to the final uh, of, the, of the UHL, get done again, and 24 hours after they get eliminated, all of a sudden, who rocks up to Danbury? Uh, Lil Tony, Brent Gretzky. They're already there, but the FBI in fucking droves because exactly what you pinged at the very start, Jimmy Galante, you don't build a $100 million trash empire without greasing some wheels. (laughs) And my God, there was a lot of WD-40 all over these cogs. (laughs) And cooking oil. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Everything smothered (laughs) in fucking cooking oil. (laughs) It's amazing. So he gets done immediately gets cuffed, taken away. Uh, the, <laughs> the He gets charged with 
uh, racketeering. He gets charged with tax evasion. He gets charged with extortion. Yep. He gets charged with assault. Yeah. Uh, attempted murder. Okay. He's getting hit with the entire thing. Wow. He pleads guilty straight away. Right. The mob, it, as it turns out, he'd been paying $30,000 a month to the mob Holy to take shit. care of his competition. They had been going out and either uh, standover would be a very, very light way of putting it, but oh. yeah, people were going missing yeah, right. in the surrounding trash businesses and they were all folding. So he'd been running unopposed, basically, yeah. and been giving all this money to uh, a, an Italian mafia family. So he goes down and also he'd been making these payments to <laughs> a bloke whose crime name was Maddie the Horse. <laughs> oh, congratulations. <laughs> he's, he's packing heat. Just, just that big. <laughs> it was enormous. Looked like a huge calzone. <laughs> Actually, it was mainly because of his teeth and horse face. <laughs> <laughs> what an ugly, hate-filled man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, all of a sudden, two days later, the Danbury crashes, uh, the trashes uh, fold. All of the goons are told that they'd need to go back to working in power plants or <laughs> beating the shit out of dogs for money. <laughs> <laughs> Brent Gretzky was like, yeah, I'll just retire. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, and then as this like little eyes got... Go, go back to their regular jobs. Garbage men, <laughs> policemen, brother of Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. And, uh, and so he goes down hard and, uh, and gets, gets a significant sentence, actually. He's charged with 72 counts. Shit. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a lot. <laughs> was, was, was there a plea bargain, or did he get like he just got the full thing? No, he, he plea, plea bargained down. He got uh, six years. Is in, that in, all? In the end, um, all of his assets got seized, including twenty five trash companies, three racing cars, and obviously the trashes. <laughs> AJ is pissed, so he does what any. 19-year-old kid that was the president of an ice manufacturing business <laughs> does and he opens up a boxing gym across the road from the ice arena and guess who he employs? The goons. <laughs> HA does an absolute ripping business, calls it Champs Boxing Club and Fitness oh. <laughs> and it was just guys that had beat the crap out of people on the ice teaching people on the ice how to beat the crap out of people. That's actually not bad by him. It's pretty great. It's pretty It's pretty great. Uh, so, yeah, Jimmy Glanty got out of prison in 2014. Yeah. And uh, the Danbury Ice Arena is now used just for, I assume, homeless guys who are blowing people for money <laughs> and peewee hockey. <laughs> <laughs> that, my friend, is the story of the oh. Danbury Trashers. Um, so the the bit that bit that I didn't uh, I've left out is that they still hold the record for the most penalty minutes in a season in history. Amazing, and it's not even close, is it? No, it, it, they they played half the games of uh, of the NHL, um, and they beat the NHL's um, penalty <laughs> minutes record by seven hundred minutes. <laughs> 
these guys were literally just rolling through and beating the living shit out of people oh, <laughs> for, for fun. But yeah, mate, that is the, the story of the Danbury Trashers, Jimmy uh, Galanti and Maddie the Horse. Mate, I fucking love that. I love Matt, and and the star of the show for me has to be the fucking mascot. Holy shit! It's it's literally the best thing I've ever seen on the internet. <laughs> I can't, can't wait to see it. Skating, belted trash can, <laughs> opening his lid up and pouring beer into it <laughs> is where it's at. That's the apex of mascoting. <laughs> oh shit! That's oh. so good. That's the best mascot thing I've seen I've seen since I watched those. Like they have this thing in the NFL called the mascot bowl where yep. they put them against like kids. Yep. And his mascot was taking it too seriously and dead set trucked three kids <laughs> in a row <laughs> to get a touchdown. <laughs> that is awesome. Just like stiff arm to the face and yeah. the kids just like got whiplash. It's like Boris Johnson spear tackling some kid. <laughs> it's so good. Oh. oh, anyway, that brings us to the end of the show. Well done, mate. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Which means uh, I'm going to let the people know how to get in touch with us. Uh, what you can do is you can find us on Facebook. We are Shit Show, all one word. Send us a message. Send us something that you think might be funny. It might make the show. You never know. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at Gus and Rig, G-U-S-A-N-D-R-I-G. Or like Gus was saying earlier on in the show, if you have any connections in the completely blank space arena... <laughs> then please get in touch with us, shitshow.au at gmail.com. I don't have any how'd you find us this week. No one really got in touch this week. So, guys, if you want to let us know, send us something. Yeah. Through social media. Let us know how you found us because we're, uh, we're always happy to, to give a little bit of a shout-out. Yeah, especially if you're from uh, one of these wonderful countries, Latvia, Estonia. What? Uh, Myanmar. Myanmar, yep. Yep. Kenya. Morocco. What? what? Uh, Tanzania. <laughs> Serbia. Croatia. Or Iceland. Because there is one listen from all of those countries <laughs> in the entire history of the show. <laughs> so, if you're that one person from Iceland who tuned in by accident because you heard that it was a show about Snorri-Narson, <laughs> then get in touch with us. <laughs> Alternatively, if you are one person going on the absolute trip of a lifetime <laughs> and we're just keeping abreast of everything that we were doing, please also get in touch. My God. How was that, how was that trip? <laughs> that is a weird itinerary. <laughs> it's bizarre. You've really covered some miles. <laughs> uh, all righty. Well, oh, I mean, importantly, next week is our last show. Yep. This is the, the Christmas special uh, final episode of season two. We will be recording it, as we said, from the attic, the uh, sky lounge, the, sky the parlor. Pal- the sky parlor. <laughs> uh, which Crackler's thrilled about. Um, <laughs> and we'll be bringing it to you not live because it's a podcast. <laughs> In case you haven't <laughs> totally got a, a, around the medium, it will not be live. Well, you've got to go and eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> How dare you? I'll be spending all of my time creating the new merch for Marigliani. (laughs) See you guys. See ya.
Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock.